0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Nick, dad, baby. We didn't know Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it to them. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it. In hand, just understand my pocket's that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. When it can't compete and I got nothing to lose, you see, told me I'm the one
1: that's going to benefit. When I dove into that pool, mm-hmm. that's the last UFC subathon I hit. Oh, for real? That was in July. Oh,
2: okay. He <laughs> dove in there with all his clothes on.
1: Bro, I turned twenty two dollars into twenty four hundred. Damn. Yeah, four people to win by submission. And I was at my boy's my boy Kyle's crib. It was all plus money? All plus money. Yeah, because with the submission props, yeah. those are always plus money. Cause oh. you can get so when I bet UFC, I never bet a favorite like straight up. It's tough. It's minus four hundred, minus six hundred. Like I'm not gonna do that, but you could get them like plus two hundred by submission. Mm. But you know what? I'd rather do that. And if they win a decision, so be it, and I lose right. my bet. Okay, but, but what are the
2: odds of them winning by submission? Like, if you go, you got 10 fights, how many of those are going to win by submission?
1: The UFC is so tough. Dude. Yeah, I it's would so say... tough to bet. I would say it's, it's... It's a good amount of fights depending on the fighters, obviously. You got a bunch of, like, jujitsu guys that are, like, wizards at it. Mm-hmm. Or right. girls, too. There's a chick fighting mm-hmm. this weekend. I think she might be the best fucking jujitsu person in all of UFC, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Mackenzie Dern. She's nasty. But, uh... Yeah, bro, you could get... You get plus 500, you get plus 400, mm-hmm. you get plus 800, Damn. you know? And then you get you get four. They're all underdogs. Mm-hmm. The parlay could be like 98 to one. And you just put a couple bucks on there. Yeah, I always do it. It's called the subathon, $25 every mm-hmm. week. I just pick three to four fights that I really think are going to end by submission. Yeah. And then uh, I was at my boy Kyle's crib. Shouts to Kyle. And I dove into I was like, bro, it's, I got to his crib, mm-hmm. and it was the last fight I needed for my bet." Was,
2: was that during winter or was that summertime?
1: Nah, July. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, so it was good. Yeah, good. it was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but fuck, man, it could be zero degrees out. I'll jump still, in the pool if it means it's it 2,500. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. I'll do that. that. Wayne in the building back again. What's up, what's up? Yo, how was, I didn't get a chance to ask you, actually off air too, I didn't get a chance to ask you, but you was everywhere during Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, I was though. with a little bit of everybody. How was, how did you feel about the Super
2: Bowl being in Vegas? Uh, I think uh, we finally, I think people finally got to see what Vegas was made of. And it held up really well. It was able to handle the capacity, the events, the concerts, the entertainment, the venues. We had enough space for everybody to enjoy themselves. And I think that it was a success. I think by far, Super Bowl Las Vegas was the best Super Bowl event-wise. Of all the Super Bowls ever, I think I'm gonna say in history, because it really was popping out here.
1: It was lit. Yeah, you bring up a good point, bro. Because you've heard you've heard stories about how when the Super Bowl was in Jacksonville in like the early 2000s, yeah, they had to bring fucking boats mm-hmm. and like cruise ships because they didn't have enough hotels. Right. You see, what you what mean? got that. You got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You, it's, it's. Vegas was able to hold its own in its own city. Held it down. It was packed. It was live. I think all the businesses did really, really well. I think everybody benefited from it. The network here was fucking, I would say, the highest level of networking you can get. You know what I'm saying? I think Vegas did really, really well. I was thoroughly impressed by it, and I feel like um they need to have more events here. They need to keep bringing, bringing the events here. I think they got to double down on the Super Bowl. I think leaving and coming back the year after that, like just to, you know, double down on it again because every everybody make money out here. You got gambling, you got everything is here. Yeah. And you go other places, it's not as entertaining. You know what I'm saying? We got everything here that you would need as far as advice. <laughs> Bro, you ain't
1: kidding, <laughs> for sure. And the craziest thing about it is I, I think that it's going to be in the rotation because the rotation is pretty obvious if you mm-hmm. look at like the Super Bowls. Yeah.
2: New Orleans. New Miami. Orleans
1: next year, Miami. L.A. Nah, Cal- I would say Cali as a whole. Yeah, they've yeah, done yeah. it in San Diego, mm-hmm. Santa Clara, L.A. Now with the new stadium, mm-hmm. they'll definitely have Dallas because the Jerry World, right? And, and then you got Colorado's popping now, so and, they got do it out there. And anyone new that's making a, a stadium, they kind of get ushered in with yeah, a yeah. new, a new Super Bowl being held there. But yeah, Vegas got to be in the rotation, bro. I have without to. a doubt.
2: I'm talking.
1: I'm, I'm thinking.
2: Well, they say every ten years, but I think we should do Vegas every three, four. Nah,
1: I think, wait, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. three, four years, for sure. Yeah, it bro, it was just, it was in Miami in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I think two years from now, it's going to be in Miami. Again, right? Yeah, I'm going to pull up right yeah. now, Super Bowl host venues. Because they don't, don't
2: do the Super Bowl everywhere, right? It's based on, I wonder what the what the criteria is.
1: Nah, it's been, so it's been in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been in Miami 11 times. Damn. <laughs> it's been in, and I mean, like. How many times have been in New Orleans? Outside, outside of Vegas, bro. That's the only other place i want to live. Yeah, outside of Vegas, I mean, it's Latina Central down there, and that's Columbia, I'm pretty simple. Dominican, with that Dominican Cuban, Puerto Rican, everything. Cuban, it's the best. Brazilians too. A everything sprinkled bro. down there everything, too. Everything. Miami, eleven times. New Orleans, ten times. Mm. I was right about L.A. They they put Santa, the Greater L.A. Mm. region eight times. Tampa, Tampa has it five times. And how long has the NFL been around? So the Super Bowls, there's been 58 of them, right? Mm-hmm. Also 58 so years. So 58 years. And okay. then they got Atlanta three times. So We already got 28 of those 58 in the in the three major cities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of obvious too, right? Like you want it to be yeah. in good weather or mm-hmm. it got to be in a dome. Yeah. Like it's in, it's been in Minnesota mm-hmm. twice. And Minnesota times. just got a dome though. Yeah. Well, so they had one. They had the Metro Dome in 92. Oh, okay. And then the new one is is a dome also. Okay. And like Detroit got one. That one is, it's a it's a dome also, because you right. can't have it. Like, that's why the, the Super Bowl in New York was so ass, because was I was freezing there. freezing out there. It was cold. It snowed
2: that way. Is week. that when um Seahawks played Broncos?
1: Yeah. It yeah. was fucking the, freezing out the game The game sucked, and, and also— They got blown out. They got blown out, yeah. Bro, it was whack. It was so whack. So, if you're looking at it, right, like Miami, they hosted the Super Bowl in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then New Orleans, it's been a minute, 2013, yeah. so they're getting it back. Yeah, they're getting it back. And then you yeah, Tampa. It's been in, 10 years since New Orleans, yeah, right? Tampa in 21. Mm-hmm. You got Phoenix in 2023. Who was it in 2022? I'm oh, thinking. Phoenix be late. Yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix is late. Yeah, Phoenix is late. 2022. Why can't I see it? Why was there not a? No, we had a oh, Super Bowl in 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I know they had a Super Bowl. Well, was that ball. COVID? No, nah, 2022 was the Rams. When the Rams won it in their. Oh tournament. yeah, yeah. The Rams
2: played the Bengals. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Fuck, man. Damn, the Bengals doubled down? They, they went back twice? They've lost twice in the Super Bowl. In a row, right? No, no, no. They lost in the AFC title game the year oh, after. Oh, the title game. Okay. Yeah, 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 But yeah, bro, I agree with you, man. Just to to put a bow on this conversation, I feel like Vegas definitely got to be in the rotation and brings me into this conversation that I want to have with you too. And I feel like I know your answer, but we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA A lot of crazy shipping going down, but Adam Silver came out and he said that Vegas is going to be one of Mm -hmm. the finalists for bringing a team here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like—is it Vegas and Seattle? Vegas, Seattle, um, another team in Florida, and then another team in the Midwest. So Vegas, Seattle were like the two cities that they actually identified, Mm -hmm. and then they're they're talking about Midwest, the down down South Florida region, and then potentially in an international team, probably Canada. Oh, Canada would be Canada. Would yeah, be like Canada. they used to have the Vancouver Grizzlies, mm-hmm. so they only got the Raptors now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I know your answer, and I feel like it should be Vegas. But what Absolutely. Do you, what do you think about that? We have the
2: market, but we also have all the distractions. Will we be good is a question, because the Raiders can't focus out here. Yeah. So NBA guys that wear no helmet and that we all know who they are, how are they going to be able to focus in the city full of sin and distractions, no clocks, 24-hour gambling? How does that look? A shit show. Will they be profitable? Absolutely. Because we we will support them. But will it be good for that team? Will it be good for the NBA? Yes. Will it be good for that team? No. There's going to be a bunch of degenerates on there. They're going to be the, <laughs> the new version of well, the new version of the, the, the Wizards, like the, the Raiders, whatever. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be a basketball version of the Raiders. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's too much here.
0: Bro, I like, like it, though. I, I yeah. like him
2: coming here because I we are getting a sports
1: culture here, finally, that's very, very important outside of boxing.
0: Mm. And yeah, because
1: all the fights are always here. Right. But now you actually got the sports. We have sports. I fuck with that. I agree
2: with you. Yeah. We have sports here now. Now we're building that sports culture and community here and it does a, it's going to do a lot for not only for the city but for us potting and everything else so i think yeah i think we absolutely should be the front runner not like the finalists i think we should be number one to bring in the team here. look at what we did for the super bowl in yeah one day. and then imagine the nba championship here oh well if they go to the championship yeah that
1: that that here that would be crazy shit it would be crazy you ain't kidding bro I'm laughing as you're talking about all of this. And when you said the city of sin, mm-hmm. I went out, uh, was it Friday night? I think mm-hmm. I went out Friday night. I went to XS, Shaq's <clears throat> Fun House. And uh, I posted about this. Oh, so oh, oh, feel, oh, you like, oh, you went? It was lit? In yeah, it was pretty dope, was man. There, yeah. And like so many fucking, like every other person you looked at was like a celebrity yeah, or it athlete. Was,
2: it was somebody, yeah, for sure. It was sure. nuts. And then yeah. I
1: got, you know, know, some people that know some people. So I didn't have to wait in line. And then I'm looking, I'm like, damn, you waiting in line? I felt so cool. <laughs> so it stroked <laughs> my ego yeah. crazy. But, bro, we're in there, and my boy hits me up. Shouts to Zach. He was here over the weekend. Mm. And uh, this is how you know I'm, I'm a little crazy and a little sick, bro. Right. Well, he's like, yo, I just dapped up Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards was out here? Yeah. Doing Super Bowl? Yeah.
2: Oh, shit. Okay.
1: Bro, the first thing I do, mm-hmm. I go to ESPN. I look to see if he's playing the next day. Bet. He's going to take all the unders. Oh, wow. <laughs> but he wasn't playing until Monday, so they had a couple of days mm-hmm. off. Yeah. And I replied to my boy. I was like, "Fuck, yo!" He's like, "He's like, you a fan of his?" I was like, "Yeah, I fuck with him, but they're not playing till Monday." He's mm-hmm. like, "So?" I was like, "I wanted to bet all his unders." Better bet all the unders in, in He's corner. like, "Yo, that's incredible, yeah. bro." i ain't mad You're at like, that shit. You, 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 you see. Got some issues. You you you, you seen an opportunity? Yeah, Should you got the opportunity. I've told you my eleven story. No. Oh my god! Everyone that listens to the show, they're probably sick of it, but it always gets like a great reaction. So. Yeah. 2019, this is when like Hassan Whiteside is still on the Miami heat. This is when Dion Waiters is on Miami Mm -hmm. and they're kind of, they're kind of ass. They're not that good. Mm -hmm. Um, We went down to Miami for my boy Danny's bachelor party Mm -hmm. and we're all from New York. And uh, I've been going to Miami since I was 21. So like I made some friendships and relationships that I maintain Mm -hmm. and some of the girls that I know, they work at 11. right? And uh, great girls, by the way. Um, They hit me up. They meet up with us at the beach Friday afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. So Friday night is the basketball game. And they're like, what are you guys here in town for? And we're like, oh, it's my boys' bachelor party. You know, mm-hmm. we love coming to Miami. The one girl goes, are you guys Nets fans? And we're like, nah, I like the Knicks, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, okay. I was like, why you mention that? It's like, oh, they were partying with us till like 7.30 this morning. Yeah, immediately, bro. I take my phone. I text my bookie back home in New mm-hmm. York. I was like, yo, I need X amount of dollars on, on the heat. Mm-hmm. Heat were like plus 140. Mm. like, why cause I don't bet regular season basketball. I've talked about this. I think it's the worst, it's the worst sport to bet on regular season. Mm. Cause we're gonna get into it in a little bit. But like dudes are on minute restrictions, mm-hmm. dudes are resting right. third game and four nights. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't even know. You'll put your bet in and then at four at fifteen Pacific time, they'll be like, Oh yeah, and bead's out. Mm. You're like, yeah, like, yo, I yeah just Randomly. The, I just took the Sixers minus eight. Right, randomly. You know, like Random. That that's goes exact. my bet. That's and exact. it's the worst. Like, the NBA is the worst for that. I love betting reg- uh, playoff basketball is, is my mm-hmm. shit. So my boy goes, yo, why did, uh, why you need that much money, dude? And I got all my friends. I was like, yo, let's just all throw 200. 200. Just- How many people was it? It was like 11 of us. Oh, okay, okay. So we had a crazy, so my bookie is like, that's a lot of money for yeah. you motherfuckers. Yeah a regular season money January. line plus 140. Yeah, like what do you guys think? He know? was nervous. So, long story short, even though I've been going for a little bit, mm-hmm. Nets are down 30 at halftime, bro. Wow. And I felt like the man. Wow. It was dope, bro. And, and How Joe. How much ticket for it? Uh, I think we got back like 4,300. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up going out mm-hmm. like the next day. Yeah. And we were just like, yo, this is on the Nets. <laughs> we are just talking mad shit in the oh. club. And, uh, uh, Hollis Jefferson used yeah. to play for the Nets. He was at the free throw line and my boy yells out, yo, how was 11? And you just see him smirk. Like, oh, for yeah, real? <laughs> yeah, let's go, bro. That's funny. Oh, so you actually went to the game too? Yeah, we went to the game. Oh, okay. Because like, yo, the, it, it was a Nets, it was a Nets-Heats Heats game, right? Okay. So tickets were like a hundred bucks and we were like low, mm-hmm. like right behind the hoop. We're like, yo, oh, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the famous iconic. Yeah, that's the,
2: having that kind of insight though is
1: important, because bro, Woj don't blindly? get that. Yeah. What, what you, what you, don't get that. Adam Schefter don't get that insight. You bro, know what I'm saying? Right? Like, yeah, they they don't know. We got the source, yeah. source. <laughs> we got the chicks. Shout out to Rare. Eleven, bro. Rare. Forever. <laughs> that's funny as hell. <laughs> but yo, you think shit like that would be going down in Vegas, right? Um, Especially for the teams coming to visit,
0: yeah, bro. Yeah,
2: and I think that on, I think it's I think it's on I think it'll play a part on both sides because you have a team coming in. Of course, they know the odds, bro. Vegas will always be a tricky place to bet because if the team is here, they literally have an insurable interest, a gambling insurable interest for them to win or lose based on props, uh, over-unders, and a side. Players will be making whatever amount of money on a side, even through through, through their homeboys. So it, it'll be tricky. Like, I don't touch the Raiders, and I don't touch the Knights. The Knights will be down. The Knights will be up 4-0, and then it's 4-4. It's— Corruption. It's Vegas. <laughs> Granted, they've been to the Stanley Cup twice. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to the score, they they, they have con- control over it. So I, I, I think it'll be, you know, it'll be a little, a little tricky— for that Vegas team If they do decide to come
1: here I think they end up Coming here bro Like they've LeBron has it. LeBron has talked about it So many times And you know that He got the sauce He'll be able to make that happen And now that it's been Mentioned Cause in the past And that's why the NFL Was so hypocritical bro For so long Because what they would do is They would shit on betting There was shit on it, like, you know. Well,
2: publicly, but they were betting.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying not not so much like the players, but just like the organization. Mm -hmm. And they would tell people on TV, don't mention the point spread. And Mm -hmm. you can't say someone's a seven-point favorite. You got to be like, oh, I think they win by double digits. Mm -hmm. And then you're looking at it as a consumer at home. Mm -hmm. You're saying, oh, shit, Wayne is the betting guy on Mm -hmm. CBS. Mm -hmm. He can't say that he likes the minus seven, but he'll say shit like, oh, they're going to win by two scores Mm -hmm. or two touchdowns. And in your head, you're like, oh, okay, so he likes them to cover. And then what they ended up doing is every sports book is partnered with a team. Mm-hmm. They brought a team to Vegas.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Every sports book is partnered with a
1: team? Bro, every, every NFL team has a partnership with a sports book. Whether it's mm-hmm. Caesars, MGM, FanDuel, like every single one of them. Direct partnership.
2: Yeah. You know, like And how does that work? I wonder how does that work with prop bets?
1: So they'll... uh
2: bonuses. How does that work? No,
1: just move closer to your mic oh. real quick. I just got that. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's like it's like brand deals, bro. You yeah. know, they'll they'll have like the DraftKings lounge at mm-hmm. MetLife Stadium or you know, all the players do promo codes mm-hmm. and all the ads for for it. Um no, I get that, but if
2: you have a partnership with them, that means that there's an incentive there. What is the incentive? With gambling App or sports book. What's the incentive for the partnership? I mean, more people are going to watch your sport. No facts, but the players. It's an incentive for them. Oh, to I'm sure it.
1: they're getting more, <coughs> more and more money too, and incentives, mm. and their contracts and bonuses are going up. Right. I mean, yeah, that's a big part of why these new CBAs be popping up mm. left and right and new TV deals. Mm. A lot of that is the gambling, too. Like, yeah, don't yeah. get it twisted. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. reason why Thursday Night Football is so popping, even though every fan hates it and players even mm-hmm. hate it, too. They're like, bro, we just got in a car wreck four days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta now We got to go again. do that shit again? Yeah. yeah. They don't like it, but there's a lot of money there. Mm-hmm. And the gambling has made it more interesting for your average fan that's chilling at home on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. They'll throw the TNT game on and throw twenty five, fifty bucks on a same game parlay or millions of them, yeah, fifty dollar Yeah, and then it it adds up, man, and that just accumulates, and then there's a trickle down effect, and that's just that's just part of it. And with the NFL, what was so hypocritical is, you know, that's why Adam Silver is dope because Adam Silver, you know, he did the Donald Sterling thing initially, mm-hmm. so he won he won the fans and the the players over. Yeah, like so, yo, we're not having that shit in the league. Facts under me, and you shouldn't and then he was like yeah i'm pro i'm pro betting and gambling mm-hmm. i don't want you as a player to right. do it but yeah we're going to open up the partnerships and we understand that when there is a gambling and betting element to it it's just more interesting mm-hmm. bro and then you got well you even on the nfl i think they had
2: like 69 people gambled on the nfl so imagine what that looks like revenue wise you're talking about like players no, just in general, there were sixty nine million bets. Oh, Oh, sixty nine million bets. Okay, yeah. Placed on the Super Bowl alone. Yeah, that is insane.
1: Shit, and that's only like probably from one or two sports books, like or like a certain city or, or 68 state. Sixty eight million. Bets. Yeah, that's not including the in games, right? Right. right. Time. Yeah. So you <clears throat> or the shit like under the table. <clears throat> Yeah, hand-in-hand bookie stuff. Yeah, the old school way. Shit, it's probably 100 million bets, bro. Dude, that
2: that is insane. So I think, uh, yeah, I think that we've uh, entered a space, a dangerous space, because you have gambling is now on the forefront of sports. And that actually comes first now more than the actual game itself. Because you got everybody's involved, including the refs, yeah, coaches, fans are invested, they're leaving and walking out and crashing out during games when their players aren't scoring. it's I, I mean, how much do you think it affected the sport
1: so this is this this has always been my take, mhm. Because whenever sports betting gets legalized or a new state comes in, I think now they're up to 38 states that mm-hmm. you can go and wager. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, when you go back a couple of years ago, people had an issue with sports betting because it would ruin the integrity of the game, right? Like, mm-hmm. how many times would you hear that? Oh, I, I, you, you still hear it. You, you still say it. saying that It ruined right, right. the integrity of the game. So, though. But here's the thing. If you look at any scandal ever, mm-hmm. outside of Tim Donahue, which was outrageous because it was mm-hmm. an actual NBA referee, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to have that happen. Like, not everyone is perfect. Not every league is perfect. You're mm-hmm. going to have that happen in your league. Mm-hmm. What is always left out is that it was the sports books that identified it. Mm-hmm. It was the casinos that were like, yo, bro, you know, it's your, this guy's a ref. Mm-hmm. He's the one through affiliation mm-hmm. that is pulling the strings. And like, yo, we've seen him with Wayne on vacation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. How come Wayne pulling up with half a mil in a backpack? Right, right, right. They start connecting the dots to trace it back to him. And then that's why all that shit goes down.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the integrity of the game was never going to be jeopardized. Because, bro, if us two know LeBron James, we're homies with him. How much could we realistically give him? Or Chris Paul or Steph Mm -hmm. Curry to be Mm -hmm. like, yo, bro, can you throw this game? They gonna be like, get out of my face, bro. I make I make what you're offering me in in, in right. one possession. Right, right. But where you do see issues go down, and the kid, uh, I think his name was Booty, who played for mm. LSU, the wide receiver, mm. that got, you know, he ended up going to the Patriots, and he made like 8,900 bets when he was at LSU. That's where it could be corrupted, because even if it's even if you have nil mm-hmm. at the college level, bro, that's where it's they're easier to access. Friend of a friend, you're, you giving that twenty or that forty k? Yeah, you know, they'll do whatever. There is where you got to worry about the integrity right. of the game, bro. And but if you look all the way back in history, every mm-hmm. scandal has been at the college, college level. level.
2: Facts. <clears throat> but even at even in the in the NBA, you might not be able to penetrate the key players, but you can penetrate the the second team on missing free throws, missing shots, you know, not keeping the game as close. You can get to those guys, right? You can get to those, especially if you meet somebody with a gambling addiction, which there's probably like two or three of them on every single team that gambles, right? You get with those guys and then you have the integrity of the sport being compromised due to the fact that you got cats on your bench. That's not given forth the right amount of effort because they want the parlay to hit or their boys parlay to hit, or they need to hit under a certain number of rebounds, or scoring, or the game needs to hit a certain point. So I think if it doesn't hit the main players, it hits the subpar players, the secondary guys, third guys.
1: Yeah, but I feel like those guys could be identified more. Not really, that they, not really, because you, let's say in the NFL, there's, we don't, you
2: really don't know everybody, but there's a guy who jumps off sides and then he subs out of the game. Mm. they put the the right guy in. Mm. It's it's so much small stuff that you don't pay attention to. Like who is number 58? Like how did he even well, he jumped off size when? It's second and it's first and 15 now. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's so much micro, there's 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 there's, there's micro integrity issues too. There's big integrity issues, obviously, that you know, um, affects the the whole course of the game. But then there's micro integrity issues too that affect the micro aspects of the game, such as free throws, files, um, you know, uh, text being called, or you know, just little things like that. You you have the micro aspect too, so you can't you can't like not factor that aspect in because there are little micro aspects of the game that that are huge in the end.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, bro. I just always like, maybe it's because I'm a pas- I'm very passionate about this. And I, mm. I don't really be like passionate about many things, but sports betting, obviously, like everything you, that I'm doing, yeah, you like it's it. always been something that I feel like has gotten a, a, a negative stigma around it. And the conversation around it has always been wrong, in my mm. opinion, at least. Um, but you're right, man. And look, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that, shit, how many people did you watch the Super Bowl with? Um, I did so. I was I was peopled out by Sunday. Okay, I needed, I needed some time. But like time. any any game you've ever mm-hmm. watched with anybody, mm-hmm. when they have a bet on something, serious, and and it don't go their way, don't they say shit's rigged?
2: Yeah, they blame you or they blame the, the ref for it. It's the it's ref, fake. It's they got fake. the
1: call, like bro. Mm-hmm. It's always but coincidentally,
2: there's all. Let's say if you got an under, why are you going down shooting the three? Now, I could under I understand that it. If your game if your money's not on a game and that guy shoots that same three, it doesn't matter, yeah, but when you have your money on a game and they're down by ten and you need it to go under and he comes out and shoots a pointless three and they still lose a game by seven, it's still a loss in your eyes, but you like well we didn't need you didn't need the three it didn't make a difference, but in his mind, it affects his average, right, and he would much rather lose by seven than ten mm. and there's ego involved so He's a, he's an, he's, he's an athlete. So it just, it all depends on where you're at and what the bet actually was that it's going to get the whatever response to it. So, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think it's just based on individual, but it's a lot of weird, weird, weird shit that goes on when you got money on a game. For some strange reason. I don't know if it's just coincidence or what, but...
1: No, but I also think you're more invested, like what I said before, so you're paying attention to more shit. Everything. You're paying attention to everything, Everything. bro. Everything. Nothing gets past you when you got money on it and you need that dude to get 24 and a half.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Everything. Like, man, they ain't caught that foul, bro. Shit's
2: rigged. When, when I bet overs and unders, <laughs> when I bet unders, I pay attention to the clock.
1: I want the clock to go as yeah. fast as possible. Well, yo, so you know what they say about unders, right? It's, it's the only bet that when the game starts, you're already winning. You're already winning. Yeah. So just mentally, you're always ahead mm-hmm. when you bet the unders. But a lot of people don't like betting unders, whether it's NFL, baseball, mm-hmm. any sport, mm-hmm. because it's boring. Right? Like everyone that bets unders, mm-hmm. it means you don't want points to go down. You don't want touchdowns. You don't mm-hmm. want scoring. So the stigma to unders is you're rooting for boring, whereas overs is popping, it's dope, it's mm. explosive. But they plays. have to it's,
2: score. They have to score. In the odds of them scoring, can you look up the average on what overs and if how many overs and unders hit, like versus unders and overs, and what's the actual average? Like where do you see the most winning percentage average?
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I will, I'm pulling it up right mm-hmm. now, but I would say that just off the top of my head, I know for a fact that- What, what, what sport? Basketball, right? Ba- yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, staying that's with that's basketball. That's it, yeah. Unders are what, like, professional bettors bet all the time. Because, mm. again, like, the public, if you're watching a game with someone and it's two minutes left in the fourth quarter mm. and it's 88-89, what are they saying? God, oh, this shit was boring.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? If yeah. you're asking someone from the 90s and the 80s, they're probably like, this is what real basketball is yeah. like. Yeah. But nowadays, you ask someone in their, their mid-20s or young 20s, early 20s, mm-hmm. Like, ah, this shit is whack, bro. There's no scoring. But refs,
2: believe it or not, from what I've learned, refs determine the under and the over. If they don't call enough fouls, more than likely the Mm -hmm. game is going to go under. So when you're betting overs and unders, you have to pay attention to who the
1: refs are. Oh, yeah, bro. There's, yo, so what's crazy in the NBA, right? Mm -hmm. And talk about corruption. (laughs) I'm, I'm just blown away about that dude, Scott Foster. Is that the
2: guy who doesn't like Chris Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah like
1: Chris yeah, Paul was like 0-18 in 0-18 in with, the playoffs. Yeah. That, like, bro, how is that not... Not investigated. Yeah. or There like, gotta be an agenda yeah, there, yeah. bro, because that's way too obvious. That, that's like
2: OD. I'm, yeah. When I heard that, I'm like... And they just make that announcement like,
1: that's normal? That's weird, ain't it? It's so weird, bro. Yeah. It's so weird. And it's wild that he'll be given... Opportunities to ref to these still games. ref the games that he's in. It's just insane because I'm pulling up the record right now. That's but bro, I remember he was like 0 and 14 in games in which he was playing, mm-hmm. and it was just it's wild. He's been teed up the most by him. And I wonder uh, why he just have a like a vendetta
2: against him or what. I don't know, man. What is it? I don't know. Why don't you like Chris Paul that much as a ref?
1: But what I'm but with the betting shit, that's where. Like bro, I would have people hit me up and be like, "Yo, you gotta bet against Chris Paul tonight because mm. Kyle Foss is rough." So would so? where well, are you betting under on on him in that game? Like he's not gonna score. more No, nah, you would you would probably what? bet. You would probably just bet, bet the side. Bet the side. Like, yeah. 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 Like why even why even get crazy? And, and like look, a lot of the teams Chris Paul was playing on all these years, they were probably the favorite in those games, mm-hmm. right? That's like right. when he was with the Clippers. Um, when he was with the with the Suns. The like these are mm. these were good teams. Like these teams went to the finals, mm-hmm. conference finals. Like these were legit teams. So you probably were getting like plus one thirty yeah. on the other side. Sometimes plus two forty, depending but on bro, when you see depending. shit like this, man, it's so and even in the NFL, you'll see referees that you'll get reports if you really do the the research and it'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, this team, this officiating crew, they their games tend to go over because they don't throw as many penalties. Mm-hmm. Or or their games go under because mm-hmm. they don't throw as many penalties and the clock is right. just constantly yeah. running, cool. like yep. little things like that. Or Makes this team calls the most the most holding plays on defense. Mm-hmm. And then if you're looking at it like, oh shit, you're you're playing the Bengals mm-hmm. and you got all these stud wide receivers, they're gonna call all these holding penalties. Like maybe you lean towards Cincinnati, yeah. but again, it's so weird, man, because. Yeah. I I get it when people are outraged. I don't think sports are rigged. I feel like there's way too many mouths to keep closed for it not to be leaked out. So there has to
2: be, okay, so if they're not rigged, then there's an agenda. And if there's an agenda, it goes right back to being rigged. So if the agenda is, so let's just, for instance, let's say the agenda this year is for Celtics and Clippers to be in the finals. Mm. That's the that's the agenda. If we're looking at the Celtics and the Clippers to be in the finals, that means that stuff has to go a certain way for these teams to be there. The agenda, mm. which if it's rigged, then then if you want to say it's rigged, then it's all followed by the same thing. So there's agenda, there's a storyline behind it. Obviously, we all thought that San Francisco and the Ravens is going to be the play. Yeah. Because that was a conspiracy theory. And they
1: were almost right. But also, what but, always gets left out is that them two were the best teams all year, too. Facts. So we forgot about San Francisco right. because Purdy had
2: a slump in the, at, around that time. Yeah. But even with that, right, there's always an agenda because it has to be calculated. Everything has to make sense across the board because you're talking about market share. Right. You have to have the market share and it has to be entertaining. So based on viewer, viewership, fan base, jersey sales, these teams need to be here because this is going to accumulate this much money for us as a business as a whole. It has to go that way. So. It's kind of (laughs) rigged. There's an agenda there. Mm. Now, I understand you what you're saying. You like, how can it be rigged when there's so many moving pieces? But There's so many moving pieces, but only a couple of those pieces actually control the narrative. And refs are the number one caveat.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, bro, the the influence I think that a referee has in the NBA is like no other in any sport. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, every, every call is subjective. Yeah. But with the NBA, bro, if you could rig it, I just yo, know, Giannis is gonna pick up two fouls within the mm-hmm. first three possessions, and then he got to go to the bench for eight minutes, and then that's their best guy. What about this? What about Giannis get
2: a foul and he look at the ref and go, "Was that a foul?" And the ref tee him up, tee him up, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yo, is that? You know,
1: and you know what's crazy? What is that? Yeah, you know what's crazy, bro? Um, that documentary, I think it's Untold on Netflix, where mm-hmm. they talk about Tim Donaghy. Yeah, they go back and and like I think it might have been AI. Mm-hmm or maybe Rasheed Wallace, but it was one of the more, like, animated, outspoken mm-hmm. players, said, like, bro, this guy got something against me. Because yeah. I just asked him, like, yo, do you call that? And he teed him up. He teed him up. And then another, like, BS play goes out, and they throw him out the game. Boom.
2: And then you got the conspiracy. Uh, listen, y'all. Those who are listening, I'm just going to address it. The magnets in the ball. Is that a real thing? Is that a real thing? The magnets in the ball. Is that a real fucking thing? Come on. I've seen a lot of videos and y'all can look these videos up. Magnets in the ball. Now, again, this is all based on what I've seen. It's all conspiracy. So I'm not going to, there's not a definite, like it's true. But they had one game where they said the magnet was on and Steph was making threes. like. He couldn't stop. Then they turned it off. Halftime, he couldn't make a fucking shot to save his life when he played against the Houston Rockets. Now, what do you guys think? Are there magnets in the ball? Yeah. I'll be what honest, do you think? I'm, and I know you heard that before because you 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 on your shit. So yeah. tell me what's your thoughts on magnets being in the ball? That is the number one conspiracy Wait, out there. And I know you've seen some videos. I have. I have. Boy. Okay. I, I can't get
1: behind this, bro. I don't think so. Okay. All right. I, I don't think so. Okay, so no magnets in the ball? Nah, nah. I think you're just, like, shoot or shoot, right? And you're talking about Steph Curry, and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's probably other players, yeah. too. But these are, like, the cream of the crop, bro. Like, these dudes. Absolutely, but Steph, the shit that he makes sometimes. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, there is, like, he's he's a video game player yeah, for sure. Yeah, facts. Like, like, the shit he does is wild. Mm-hmm. I pulled up the NBA over and unders. What do we got, percentage-wise? Percentage-wise, it's the last five years. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to read you the overs first. Okay. 49.8% in 2018-19, 52% in 2019-2020, 49.8% 2020, mm-hmm. in 2021, mm-hmm. in 2022 it was 49.5, in 2023 50.3. Mm-hmm. Right now up until this point in 2024, 51.2 to the over. Mm. On the flip side, 49.1% in 2018. Under. Up to the under. 47% in 2019. 49% in 2021. 48% in 2022. 48% in 2023. 47% in
2: 2024. So on so we average, got, you
1: have like a 3.7% win on betting the over. over. Yeah. In the NBA. In the NBA, yeah. And then you get a 2%, Mm. well, 1.5% on pushes.
2: Is it worth betting at that point? Considering the fact that you only have a 3.7% percentage of actually hitting this bet, is an over-under in the NBA
1: worth betting at this point? I would say, and this is... Based on those numbers in the past five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on those numbers, I would Mm. say I, I probably wouldn't. I would look to bet it when it's a solid number. So, like, if it's 217 because mm-hmm. then you have the push element. Mm-hmm. If it's 217 and a half, maybe there I won't play it. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that's interesting is there's always a massive, you don't see it so much in the regular season because the matchups are always different. Like Hawks play the Knicks, then they'll play the Mavs, then they'll play the Spurs, right? right. But in the playoffs, bro, one of my favorite things to bet on is, it's called the zigzag theory. Mm-hmm. So like, Explain it. If you have, heard of it. Say, say, say the total is 220. Okay. Right? Game one, 220. Mm-hmm. And it's Bucks, it's Bucks, Clippers in the finals. Okay. The over under is 220. First game is 101, 102. Mm-hmm. Goes 17 points under. Under. The next game. You bet the over. Yeah, because they'll set it to like 204. Probably like 209, 20- 212. Yeah yeah, range. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, damn, bro, what changed from game one? What y'all thought? Mm-hmm the total was going to be 220. Mm-hmm. Now you got it at 209 mm-hmm. because it was low scoring in game one. Mm-hmm. I'll always bet it over. Mm-hmm. When I have a four to five swing point, point swing, mm-hmm. that to me is substantial. And I'll always kind of, I call it in, in betting. I, I say this term often. I call it a uh, situational betting, mm-hmm. right? It's one of those where like, I won't even look at the teams. If you just hit me up and be like, yo bro, game one, the total was 220. Mm. Game two, is 209. I'm taking the over. Mm. And then it, it works the other way too, where like they might do it where they set the total at 220 and they drop they drop 248. Right, mm. Like it's a crazy game right. and it didn't go to overtime. Yeah, it's just one just, of those they, games they where score, you know, and it's and like 130 initial, to yeah. 120. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, it works the other way too, where it was 220. Now it's 227. Right, You're like, damn, bro change. Right. When it's that big of a swing I kind of always. So
2: basically on certain playoff games you want to bet over under, over, under, yeah. over, under. But then are you looking at the four to three point swing on so when are you actually, you're betting the over when the previous over from the first game is actually four points lower. Lower, yes. And then you're betting the under when the next game the over under is three to four points higher. Correct. Hmm. See, and exactly. the
1: reason why it's significant in the playoffs is because it's the same matchup. Mm. So it's it's going to be Clippers, mm. Clippers, Bucks in Game Two and Game Three, and one of those games are going to be a push because they yeah, just probably. can't let
2: you hit every play. Yeah. It's, just not, yeah. it's not going like
1: right. that. I want to. I like that. I, like I want to do a Patreon read real quick, and then mm. we'll wrap up talk about because this was a fun combo, man. And these are some of my favorite ones where you kind of you're thinking on the fly and. Kind of just having an open combo Mm. about, like, the sports betting world. And and it's cool. So I I definitely appreciated that. Let's do a Patreon, and then we'll talk about, like, what we've seen so far in the NBA. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see it up on the screen right now. We have a $1 tier, a $5 tier where you get access to the betting picks and the Discord. Big UFC card this weekend. Was going to try to get a fighter on, but they couldn't make it because they are actually fighting on the card. And also, it was a terrible book in my, by, mm-hmm. by Maya and Wayne because I know the fight game, we can't really talk to people um, during the fight, yeah. during their camp. Like, in, like, yeah. like week of. So, it yeah. was a terrible mistake on my end. But we got Daniel Gibson, Mahul Patel, Abel Rezin, Ben Cozzi, and Christopher Velasquez, Derek Plates, Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro. We also have, as my computer is acting up, we got Jordan Riley, Mike Stevens, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, and Thomas Robinson. Thank you all for your contributions to the Patreon. Remember, if you pledge to the Patreon in the $10 tier or higher for the month of February, you'll be eligible for the giveaway, which is the Super Bowl 58 helmet that we had in studio. We packed Mm. it up and we put it in the back. Oh, that's that's the one in there? Yeah. That's fire. Yeah. Y'all, you guys gotta sign up for that. Gotta sign up for that. Just for February, Mm -hmm. $10 tier or higher, and then We'll do the drawing on a show in March. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum to support the show, support the brand. Okay, Thank you, guys. Go support the Patreon. Talk to them, baby. Talk to them. All right. We got All-Star Week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really the midpoint of the season, though they try to treat it like it's Ooh, the midpoint. It kind of is. You got March, April, May, June. Yeah, you got,
2: Actually, April
1: is when the team start. Take, so, yeah, you're right in the sense of Like, it is the midpoint of the basketball season from start to championship, but the regular season, everyone's played about, like, give or take 58 to 60 games. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to kind of just, like, pick your brain on the regular season. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the regular season? I always ask people this when I talk loose with them because Um, I feel like they, the players do everything in their power to make us not interested in the regular season when they're not Interested in the regular season.
2: Well, it's a lot of games. You got these cats playing basketball every other day. I don't know if you tried to play basketball every day for a week. You do jujitsu every day. Yeah. So imagine fighting at this high level every day, every other day. They're human. So you're going to get fatigued, uninterested. You got problems at the crib. You got habits. You got health. You got bone issues, ligament issues. You got attitude problems. You got everything that goes into being a human being, an athlete and performing at a high level. Yes. It's going to be uninteresting because they're playing basketball every fucking day. For yeah. Almost what? Eight months. Yeah. Granted. Yeah. We can say, well, they're millionaires. That's what they were paid to do, but they're humans first. Mm. Millionaire well, basketball second, the millionaire third. So I believe that, yes, it becomes uninterested, but uninteresting because it's the same teams playing against each other. It's, all the time, every day, they're really familiar. It's just it's not exciting unless you're. I think Anthony Edwards keep me interested in certain games, um, but uh, it's it's you know where's that? I like to watch it after All Star break because they're rested. They don't got to spend time with their kids and their families, and they're back interested in the game again. So I like now it gets serious. From November until now, it's kind of just like pity pat playing around and just getting the rookies acclimated to the game. But now it's serious. It's playoff time and it's ready to go. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, I'm just um, impressed. Well, I'm more shocked about where everything is at right now as far as the the rankings, where the teams are at. Like, OKC is number two in the West. You got the Minnesota Timberwolves is number one. Clips are number three. And then on the east you got Boston as a as a huge front runner.
1: Yeah. They're, um, they're up ahead like six and a half games. Yeah,
2: so I'm I'm more impressed that seeing the uh Minnesota Timberwolves and OKC are at number one and number two, which I've never seen that before. Yeah. Maybe since when K D and Russell Yeah, it's were been playing. a minute for them. It's been a yeah, minute yeah. for them. So that rebuilding stage for these new for for these new um uh programs is like, you know, it's 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 it's, it's there like the guys are maturing. And I think that's what's making it like interesting.
1: The Warriors are what, five? Warriors right now are No, Mavs are eight. Nah, they're tenth. Okay, tenth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause they're 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 fighting for a playing in spot. Yeah. And by the way, it's been like fifty five games, give or take. Mm. Um, I said sixty, it was fifty five. Mm. Um you mentioned something that I couldn't agree with you more on with, like, Anthony Edwards, SGA, mm-hmm. also. And the common theme with them and their teams is that they're young. And I bet the Thunder to be a top three seed at the beginning of the year. Is like, plus 400. I never guessed it. I split the ticket with Jeremiah. And my thinking... I was on the thing, fence about Chet. So... Yeah, it was them getting champ, yeah, but yeah, also, yeah. like, their young guys. Their mm-hmm. young guys have been—like, SGA made All-NBA last year, mm-hmm. right? So he took the leap, and you need to have a guard like that mm-hmm. to be able to take over things and and for him mm-hmm. to be so dominant like he has been. But their team is so young that they don't know any better about the regular season. And if you look at, like, the history of the league, mm-hmm. like, remember the Spurs— they didn't care if they were a seven seed, a two nah, seed. No, they, they like, didn't man, care. Let's yeah, just yeah, get yeah. healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't care. If you look, still around the win. younger teams always tend to do better in the regular season because they haven't been through the long, grueling mm-hmm. playoffs and the finals. Mm-hmm. Like, even the Cavs with LeBron, they were mm-hmm. just like, oh, whatever, man, let's just get in, yeah. let's just be healthy. Even with the Lakers, he was doing the same thing, bro. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, last year they were a seven seed, mm-hmm. and they went to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. And last year it was Memphis, was mm-hmm. the young team that mm-hmm. was the upstart that got yeah. to the next level yeah. and they were a top three seed. Yeah. And I was on Memphis for the same reason that yeah. I was on the Thunder. Yeah. The Timberwolves definitely surprised me because I just yeah. don't like Rudy Gobert. I think him and Carl Anthony Towns like that that mesh just don't it's just funky, man. And and why? I, why? I I wouldn't and I'm pocket watching right now, but I don't like when I'm giving a dude a max contract, and he can't be on the floor in the last five minutes because he can't score. That's Rudy Gobert. Yeah. As big as he is. Yeah. Okay. And it's basically like, defensively, amazing. Mm -hmm. But then I've also seen him in the playoffs get absolutely smoked. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, he had the fallout in Utah with Donovan Mitchell, and them two are no longer there. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's been, it hasn't been a surprise for how well Oklahoma City has done this year because I was big on them coming into the year. And Why, are, though? Like,
2: what? what? I wouldn't, bro, I, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't, I, I just didn't see that coming. So what, in your mind, like, what did you see last year that you said, okay,
1: cool, this is going to be a
2: residual effect? Well, a lot you know, of it was
1: banking on SGA being that next dude, which he was with uh-huh. All-NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Um, They got a defensive guy in Dort. Who okay. seen him and and like be able to not shut down because you don't really shut down anybody but hold his own on the right. wing against other guys. You get the Chet element, which yeah, he's a rookie, but he's one year in the NBA. So he got to work with a professional team, got the right nutrition Training, yeah. and all that stuff. Right. It's mm-hmm. like when uh when Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin got hurt his rookie year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he comes did. in his second year. Crazy. And he, he, went, got, he went he went nuts. crazy. And then you just look at it like, you know, Chet, Dort, Josh Giddey played well for them last year, mm-hmm. too. But mostly it's it's SGA, man. Mm-hmm. It's SGA. And I think that because they were such a young team, and they still are a young team. And bro, mm-hmm. like, talk about a team for the future. They got like 20 first round picks that they've accumulated. Yes, so they facts. can even they can make crazy trades, whether in the offseason mm-hmm. or or next trade deadline because mm-hmm. the trade deadline came and went, but they could give up like seven first round picks to get a big name without mortgaging any other players. Mm, right. So I think that's a team that is. It's crazy to think that they had that wild window like a decade ago. Yeah. With Harden, and Russ, and Durant, and then they rebuilt, and it was ugly for a minute. Super ugly. And then how it's do you just feel great. about
2: the trades? Like, um, who who do you think was the biggest takeaway? I like. Um, PJ Washington to the Maps. I think that was I think that's huge Yeah I think that is Huge I it, I'm So happy
1: for him Well bro I mean the one in a good and, place right now Yeah and We were talking about this yeah. Before we started recording And the reason why I'm smiling Is because Miami got a dog
2: They got Rozier
1: And They're Miami Rozier. is Every year around this time bro they Every turn year they, they just lock in They're a team that don't care Where they gotta be mm-hmm. They were AC last year Yeah like they don't care. They're going to beat whoever. Yeah. And then this playoff Jimmy Butler is a real thing. Like, dude is like a top 25 guy in the league, closer to 25 mm-hmm. than to one. And then come playoff time, it's shit, man. I feel like he's like a top three guy in the playoffs Facts. just because how he elevates. And Facts. that's what you want. That's what you want in a in a superstar and a franchise player.
2: But can Rozier stay healthy? Right. And can Robinson stay healthy? Can Hero stay healthy? Those are... The biggest takeaways for he if they if they can keep them three guys healthy especially Rozier because he's steering the boat right now he's a star starting PG if he can stay healthy knees ankle body wise
1: they're gonna go far yeah and it's crazy they that they, they got healthy. so they got so far last year without Tyler Harrow because he was hurt mm-hmm. in the playoffs and they went to the finals and. Look, man, I know sometimes he's a very polarizing player on NBA Twitter and NBA social media, but <laughs> this dude was Twitter, there, he was media. he was their second best player last year yeah, and second that, best scorer. Yeah, and of course you got Bam. He's a guy that's he's, I like he's just a dog too. Like yeah, Bam. he's one of my favorite players I in the league. I
2: like I like Bam as a big. He really. He really is the definition of a big. Yeah. I don't know and, Duncan,
1: and Duncan Robinson gave him nothing last year, and this year he's contributing. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like they're they're a team that you always got to. You mm-hmm. always got to. It's around this time. February, March, like, we talk about Boston. We talk about Milwaukee. Seven talking Sixers, about the Knicks. The Sixers. Right? You yeah. talk about the Sixers in the East, and then it's like, yo, bro, don't forget.
2: Embiid's, you think Embiid's done for the year?
1: I don't think he's done, but... I mean, if if he's done, then they're done. Then they're done. Yeah, for as good as Maxie has been, and he's having a—not even a breakout year, because he had a breakout year last year. And I think the decision to move on from James Harden was a lot easier because of how well he played. Mm. But without Embiid, that was— that's a that's game record there. That's 35-15 and 15 in yeah. the playoffs. Kyle Lowry's there, but I don't think he's going to mm. make a difference. He's older.
2: He's always hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I like Kyle. Um, well, I liked him when he was obviously uh, Kyle Lowry, but now he's just yeah. kind of, I'm saying. What team loving. do you root for? Um, well, I have a couple of teams I like watching. Uh, Players, obviously, but um, the Minnesota Timberwolves has been like my team to watch Damn, this man. year. Because the way he performs and he gives it his all every night, then not to mention his off the court, character is what to me sells him as catapulting, like beating John Morant in all aspects because of
0: how he's marketable.
2: He's marketable. how, How he conducts himself outside of basketball and the court in a way he's giving it his all. He wants to win now. Anthony Edwards wants to win. So I like watching them. Obviously I like watching Steph, not really a big fan of the, uh, yeah, Lakers. I like watching the Bucks. I like watching the Celtics, and um, uh, I like the Heat and the Knicks, depending on the matchups and and who they're playing. I just wa- like watching like certain players. So yeah. I'm not like a a, a a team fan. I'm more like a player. I, I like certain watching certain players. I just like them playing at that high level. It's impressive all
1: the time. For sure, and I I think a lot of people feel that way too, mm-hmm. man. And and it's it's hard. Like I'm a Knicks fan, mm-hmm. but you know, my sometimes favorite... it's hard to watch them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but what's cool is, man, when they're, when they're good, there's no place like MSG. What do you guys need, though? They, for as much as I love Jalen Brunson, and he's outperformed that contract, mm-hmm. and he's gotten shitted on for that contract, and the mm-hmm. Knicks got made fun of for that contract, yeah, they still need a... And this is obviously like, yeah, no shit. Who wouldn't need a Kevin Durant or, like, a mm. Jimmy Butler? They need a star. A ta- they need a star on, like, the wing. Like, why a Tatum. haven't
2: they been able to get one since
1: Carmelo? Well, with Carmelo, they got him because he wanted to go there. And then they gave up. And that's why Carmelo was—I was just talking about this recently. Yeah. I don't even know if it was on the pod or if just, like, on the side, just talking with friends. Because Carmelo got mad shit from Knicks fans. And his his career aged so well after. Mm-hmm. Like now, when he goes back to the Garden, there's so many people, and me myself, I appreciate him now. I'm like, they know him, bro. They haven't got nobody since him, bro. Yeah, like dude wanted to come here when no yeah. one wanted to come here. Mm-hmm. So there is a level of appreciation. However, he was so hell bent on playing for the Knicks anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do that trade in the middle of the season that led to all these draft picks leaving and and you know I think like Jamal Murray ended up being one of the draft picks. Um, obviously, you didn't know that that's who it was going to become, like mm-hmm. SGA, right? Like the Clippers, the draft picks that they gave up, one of them to the Thunder ended up being SGA. They mm-hmm. didn't know that, but you make that trade if you get Paul, George, and Kawhi, mm-hmm. like, you have to. Mm-hmm. Who knew that SGA was going to be a top five guy in the league this time? Right. Like he's an MVP. Yeah, you, don't, you don't know. You never, things, know. You, you never know. You never know. And I'm someone that I would, Some always, I would always take the known commodity from the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like if I know if I could get a dude that's 23 years old, he's in the league, and I know for a fact that he could play, I'd rather take him than take the 19 year old kid that I might not paying out. Mm-hmm. So, with with SGA, and uh, and that trade, it's kind of similar like with the Knicks and like Melo, That's the kind of player that they need now. Like if they had mm-hmm. Mello now with this team, that'd be whoa, nice. that'd be nice. Like a guy that could actually get that'd you a nice. bucket when you need mm-hmm. to create his own offense. And Brunson is that, but you need more. You so if you can leave.
2: pick one guy in the league right now, let's say, okay, cool. You get one guy to pick, to go to the Knicks, no trades, no nothing. Who are you picking to put on that team? I know you might have mentioned his name. Tatum. So you putting Tatum on the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, yeah. Tatum goes to the Knicks. What happens to the Knicks? They win
1: the title. Easy. Yeah, relatively. I think breeze through the breeze through the east. But again, that's why it's so hard to find a mm. guy like Tatum. And okay. that's why I also said Who that. Who would be your second guy outside of Tatum? I mean, bro, there's so many. But I'm talking I need, about like... I, need, I just need one. Yeah. I need, I, need,
2: I need... Who was your second guy outside of Tatum?
1: I mean, Luca. Oh, shit. Luca played with Brunson also. Hmm. To the Knicks? But again, like... Everyone listening to this is probably like, no shit, bro. <laughs> like, what other teams wouldn't need those guys too? But I'm saying like, the 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 type of player... Needs to well, be some, that wing that could Some score. players don't
2: mesh don't mesh well. I mean, not to say True. that Damon Lillard's not meshing well, but I was expecting him with Giannis, with Middleton, with everyone else, the Bucks should be but some nights they're looking like that. And some nights they're getting blown out by Doug.
1: Well, it's also cause he's he's not a good defender. And the thing that made Milwaukee great these last couple of years is cause they had Drew Holiday. That mm. you could throw on the guards. Mm. That's why. That's why. Uh, not Phoenix. That's why the Celtics are doing so well too. Oh, because they have Drew. They got Drew over there. Oh, so true. they're they're so much better defensively, and they were already a good defensive team because they had Marcus Smart. Mm. But Dame going to Milwaukee and you losing Drew Holiday. That's what was gonna happen, bro. He was your mm. defensive stopper, and he was a guy that could also generate offense. Offensively, it's an upgrade. Mm. But defensively, that's why they lack that. you have... That's why they're giving up. They're making points. Down. They're, they're, yeah.
2: they're, they're have to, they have to outscore their opponents now. Yeah. Oh, makes sense.
1: And sometimes those shots don't fall, and then that's what sometimes happens. Sometimes they're not, yeah. Before we wrap up, it's All-Star Weekend. Then, now, forever, we bet the over in the All-Star Game. Do it. It's basically free money every year. It's the only thing that I use the L word for, Wayne, when it comes to sports betting. Mm-hmm. The L word is lock on this lovely Valentine's Day.
2: Make sure y'all bet McClung to win a dunk contest.
1: Nobody in the world is that kid. It's nice. Yeah, I remember last year he was like plus 120. Yeah, he's probably going to be like that a was, minus 180. Yeah, year. now it's, yeah. Hey, Wayne, this was fun, man. I appreciate you coming on. Always, brother. Uh, coming through in the clutch. Uh, let the people know where they can find you on social.
2: Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at the creator. Spell T-H-E-C-R-
1: 38 TOR. At Nick Day, as 10 as you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum are at Veterans Minimum, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.
0: I'm a gold medalist. Bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. hit a supper bell. Main course, beat the venison. You better than that. Most dangerous games You to kill or be-